to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, I'm so glad you are here with me for this episode of Architecting. Just finished decorating for Christmas. And this year, it felt like a lot. I usually enjoy it, but I noticed I just don't have that energy. And my kids don't either. We've all been so busy that it almost feels like, ugh, just more stuff in the house. And I kind of feel like I'd rather even not have it. And part of me is like, what is wrong with you, right? You love Christmas. Christmas is a time to be happy. It's time for joy. Put the stuff out, celebrate, do the thing. And it's very, very true that we can fake it till we make it, right? Because you've heard me talk before about our four bodies and how they're all connected. So if our spiritual body, what we believe, and our mental body and our emotional body is maybe not quite there, we can create a difference in our physical surroundings and the way we show up in the world that our physical body can take in as a sensory input that then works its way up the chain to impact our emotions and our thoughts and our beliefs. So it does go both ways. And choosing to be in an environment that makes you feel good and makes you happy and calms you down not only can reset your nervous system, but it can signal up the chain that you are happy, that you are contented, that you have enough, that you have abundance, that you have joy. And it reminded me of that song that Faith Hill sings it, but it was in the movie, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the live action one with Jim Carrey, Where Are You Christmas? And the first time I heard that song, it really made me cry because when I was a little girl, my grandfather, who I swear was magic, loved Christmas and would just pull out all the stops. It was just weeks of pure delight for me. And he died right before my seventh birthday and nothing was ever the same after that. Nobody did Christmas like my papa did Christmas. And for a long time, a few years, everyone in the whole family had a little bit less energy, less joy, because they really did miss the huge energy that he brought to the world. It all felt just a little bit dimmer. And of course, as you grow up, you don't have the same kind of wholehearted embracing of the magic of the season. You get busy. You start to have Christmas responsibilities instead of just Christmas receiving of pure fun and enjoyment. And when I heard that song, you know, literally the lyrics are, where are you Christmas? Why can't I find you? Why have you gone away? Talking about missing the magic of the season, but also saying, I'm not the same person I was. And maybe that's why 
I'm not enjoying this. And I think that's a really important lesson to learn, not just about celebration, but about really allowing ourselves to receive joy. And whether you celebrate Christmas or not, you probably can't escape it as a cultural phenomenon. And you know that it is a season that is about celebration and parties and being together and giving gifts and just really, really being the light in the world. It's celebrated right after the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. It's meant to be a celebration of light and life. When we're children, we don't question the premise. We just simply enjoy this season, enjoy what there is to receive from it. It's playful, it's lighthearted, it's enjoyable. And what if you could be like that kid at Christmas time every day? Wouldn't life be a little more magical, a little more joyful? Wouldn't you be so much more open to opportunities? Wouldn't you joyfully accept what people were willing to give you and then make them want to give you even more, right? I mean, we enjoy planning gifts for our loved ones and our friends, but especially kids, because we just can't wait to see that look of pure delight on their face. Why a lot of people overspend and buy so many gifts the kid can't even open them or keep track of them because they're so invested in seeing that joy and that delight. And the kid never says, oh, I can't take one more gift. No, thank you. That's just too much. They just are in a state of pure gratitude and joy and delight. So what stops us? What changes that for us? Especially when we think about our career and we think about where we are today versus where we hoped we'd be when we maybe first started college or graduated. What were those aspirations? What have you locked in the attic and a taped up box so that it can never get out anymore because you deemed it no longer realistic or appropriate or whatever? And as you think about that, I want to explore the difference between our initial reaction and the second thought. Our initial reaction is always in alignment with our true self things that delight us, things that excite us, make us happy, things that we get that gut feeling of, I don't like this, I don't want to be around it, I don't want to do it. We can always trust our first thought. But what we do is we have the second thought. And the second thought is always no but. Think about a dream you have or what you would really feel good to do today. When you got that, what is the very next thing that happens? Almost in nanoseconds, the second thought. And the second thought is all about why you can't do it, why you don't have time or money, why it's selfish, 
why it's not practical, right? There's a million reasons and they all sound so very good. So we listen, we listen to the second thought. And the second thought really does take you out of the game. Uh, What we have to train ourselves to do is to be much more attuned to that first thought because we dismiss it so very quickly that we never think about how we could make it happen or what if reality looked that way. And we get much more attached to that second thought, which is all about what we think we have to be doing versus what would really be a soul-led way to spend this moment. So think about three things that you're doing right now and whether they're more aligned with a first thought or a second thought. If you're finding that they're more aligned with the second thought, meaning that you kind of stuffed down, ignored, kicked to the curb your higher self's true impulse. You made it wrong somehow, some way, and followed a no-but dialogue about why you couldn't do it, why you shouldn't do it, why you needed to do something else instead. Now I want you to reframe no-but to yes and. It's not that we are going to just abandon all responsibility, never do anything ever that we don't love. But how can we start to do more of what we love and less of what we don't? And part of that is changing that second thought from no but to yes and. Because when you do that, you don't shut down the growth edge, the dream, the aspiration, the inspiration. You keep that alive. You say, what if I could do both? What if I could meet my project deadline and do the research I really want to do? What if I could prepare for that client meeting and turn in that speaking proposal? What if I could have a really lovely family dinner and a quality time evening with my family and not have to slow down my career? Because when you ask that question, you frame things to be possible. And so often we shut down the possible because we think it can only look one way. We think we have to choose And we believe that the highest and best choice is always the one that will make someone else happy instead of ourselves. And I really want to invite you today to reframe it, to imagine your childhood self on a major holiday, on your birthday, being in that state of pure bliss, pure joy, completely open to receive, not ever thinking about obligations, just being in that moment with no second thoughts. And I want you to give yourself permission to feel that way every day, to know that growing up doesn't mean self-abandonment. Growing up doesn't mean drudgery. 
Growing up doesn't mean being tied up by obligations. Instead, you now have the power to make joy for others while you experience joy yourself. So really, really think about those second thoughts. Shift that no but to a yes and. Give that first thought a lot more airtime in your brain. Really feel into it. Really ask how it could be possible instead of immediately pivoting to why it won't work. I promise you, you will absolutely notice a difference. And for a limited time, I am going to be giving you my clarity and de-stress meditation as a free download and ask you to do that for 21 days. Listen to it every day, preferably in the morning before your thought train really gets some momentum going when your mind is still very open and work to keep it that way. Change no but to yes and, stay in the possible, and really watch the miracles happen. Because as you feel different, you will start to see the world differently and show up in the world differently. And you're going to start to see a lot more opportunities for doing what you love, for moving your career forward, for having the time and the space for your self-care and enjoying quality time with loved ones instead of the drudgery of the hamster wheel. When we're there, we've got blinders on. We can't see past the rut that we are in. And the way out of it is not to keep digging. The way out is to start dreaming, to start believing, and for to start taking the opportunities that are extended to you. So again, as a gift to help you with this and really celebrate this season of giving and shift you into joy, I am offering my clarity and de-stress meditation. You can find that on my homepage, architectingpodcast.com, and you can download it for free, listen to it for 21 days, and share with me what you experience as a transformation. As always, thank you so much for your valuable time in joining me today. I know there's a lot of things you could be doing, and I so appreciate you spending this time here with me now. Remember to like, rate, and review, as well as to share this podcast with a friend who you think would benefit. Love you all so much. Take care, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. 
You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.